The Isle of Man. A place known as often for being known as for not being known about. Or more commonly, but incorrectly known, as the Isle of Wight. The island is occasionally known for its tendency towards inbreeding, the results of which are depicted on the national flag. What? What? I'm in the middle. How how else do you explain the legs? There's three. But what the Isle of Man is not known for is being the Isle of Man. I'm Penny Farthing, and in my new series, Woman on Man, I'll be looking at the wonderfully quirky things that make the Isle of Wight unforgettable. Hello. You can't see me because I'm on the radio, but I'm here at one of the Isle of Man's most famous sites, the Ferry Bridge. Cars fly past on their daily business, but no matter how busy they are, many of them still have time to lob a greeting to the ferries as they pass. Common forms of greeting include empty Coke cans and fag ends, which I'm told are considered a customary offering by the Manx people. Only this morning, I've had several pieces of rubbish thrown in my direction by fans. I must be quite popular. On one side of the bridge, we can see a rather unsightly scene. A majestic tree sullied by rotting garbage carelessly thrown by idiots. But in fact, what looks like a load of soggy rubbish stuck to the tree is on closer inspection actually soggy notes written by the island's children who as we all know have the IQ of idiots there are messages left for the fairies stapled into the bark some are messages of hope some well wishes others statements of perverted intent in any case scarring the tree indefinitely in fact as luck would have it there's a little idiot here putting up a note as we speak you there young boy Is that a message for the fairies? I'm a little girl. That's not what I asked you. Yes, it's a note for the fairies. Good. Let's have a read. Let let go of it. Dear fairies. I, I I can't even read this. It's completely illegible. How old are you? I'm five. Did you write this during an earthquake? Mom, can you help me? Don't be a snitch. Excuse me. What? Is this for the radio? Yes. Oh, lovely. Um, can I say a quick... Mum, can you help me? Mummy's doing a shout-out. Child, can you read us your note out loud? Just, just read it. Dear fairies, um, please can you help my daddy get better so he can come back from hospital? Love from Sophie. Hmm. Hospital spelt with an A-L, not an E-L, first of all. And anyway, let's have a look at some other messages we have stuck up here. See if they're more interesting. One here simply says, Hello, fairies, from the Rowlinsons. That's nice. Here's another asking the fairies to grant them a birthday wish, lots of cake. <laughs> Cheeky monkeys. And over here we have one that says, Jesus, there's loads like that. Guys, here's another. You fairies, you mother f- fairy scum. Spelt incorrectly. My, my, I wonder what caused such hostility. My goodness, it's everywhere. Oh, hang on, there's a fiver stuck up there. I'll have that. Radio. You're listening to Woman on Man. 
I'm Penny Farthing. I'm in the studio to unravel the mysterious and very musty sweater that is the Fairy Bridge with Fairy Bridge expert Janice Moon. Janice, can you tell us firstly, what is a bridge? Well, a bridge is a structure carrying a, a road or a pathway across a river or another obstacle. Also uh, a game, isn't it, that, that all people play? I believe that bridge is also a popular game, yes. And you mentioned that the, the, the uh, traditional and presumably much larger form of bridges are typically used to cross over obstacles. What type of obstacles typically fall under a bridge? Well, it could be almost anything, a, a roadway or a ravine or, or even another bridge. Shut up, really? Well, yes. Right, interesting. And, and this fairy bridge, is it a traditional bridge in that sense, or is it more of a card game? The fairy bridge is not a card game. It is a small bridge over the Santon Burn, and when you cross over it, it's common superstition to greet the fairies or Munja Vega. What is the, the Munja Veggies? Munja Vega. Munyan Baji. Munja Vega. Uh, Mumbai Jaggy. Munja Vega is Manx and means little people. Oh, right. Gosh, we call them midgets. Do midgets live under that bridge? No, no. Little people is another name for the fairies. So, so midgets don't live under the bridge? No. How, how do you know? I'm just assuming. What if there are midgets living under there, but we just can't hear them uh, shouting for help because of all the people shouting hello at the fairies? I think we've got off onto a bit of a... They'd be like, please help, we're stuck under this bridge and can't get out. We've run out of food and, and they'd be stifled by people yelling, Mumbai Jeggy, as they rev past in their cars. I am fairly certain that there are no midget people living or stuck under the bridge. Oh, geez say you're fairly certain? I'm not sure. Just say it. Why? Well, it's funny for the show. Is it funny? Um, I don't know. Just just say it and we'll, we'll find out. I'm very certain. You're very certain of what? I'm very certain that there are no midgets living underneath the bridge. But how? Should I go on? About what? About the fairies? Oh, yeah, you crack on, Jan. OK. Well, the tradition of saying hello to the fairies started as far back as the 1950s, and it is considered unlucky not to greet them. The re what do you mean, un unlucky? Well, superstition says the fairies don't like it if you don't greet them. Bit high maintenance, isn't it? Possibly. What happens if you don't say hello? Well, it's been said that people have crashed, some have gone home to find their houses burgled, others suddenly got the chicken pox. The most sinister I heard was about a boy who got taken by the fairies for not saying hello. He went missing, then showed up eight years later not knowing where he'd been, but feeling like he had just woken up from a long slumber. Jesus, shit, are you joking? Like I said, these are all just superstitious tales. Well, that one turned into quite a thorough police investigation. And were, were any fairies arrested? No, no. Turned out the boy had moved to Yemen to escape an aggressive drug debt he'd built up. Actually, I think you might be right. I, I forgot to say hello to the fairies when I was there just before. Then I went to Tesco and dropped a load of change when I was just trying to pay and it went 
everywhere, like underneath the food treadmill thing, you know, what you put the stuff on. So I had to go on my hands and knees to get it back because I had the exact change ready. I was only getting some chewits and a yop and there was a massive queue of people behind me waiting and they kept sighing loudly. I just looked like a right twat. Was that the fairies? I think that was just bad luck. Like, like what the fairies curse you with if, if you don't say hi to them. You might be reading into it a bit too much. Is that why there's a load of abusive messages stuck up on the trees? Because people are annoyed with the fairies for giving them chicken pox. What abusive messages? There's a bunch at the bridge saying things like... One was just a picture of a pair of boobs with angry faces drawn on them. Like proper angry. Well, I have never seen or responded to any messages like that. Responded to? Yes. I take the children's notes and write back to them. You do? Yes. Not the fairies? No. Why not? Do they not make pencils that small? No, it's not that. What is it then, Jacob? Janice. Who's Janice? I'm Janice. Uh, uh, right. Anyway, mm. I, I don't want to put a dark cloud over the whole thing. It's, it's all just a bit of fun. So you think innocent people having their homes robbed is a bit of fun just because some spoiled fairies get miffed every time someone forgets to say hello to them? Imagine if we did that. Let's pretend right now. I, uh... You be you, and I'll be me. Hello, Julie. It's Janice. I d- don't ruin it, Janice. Uh, hello. Right, now... I'm going to say hello again, but this time you don't answer. You're too busy. Something important is distracting you, okay? Um, okay, action. Hello, Janice. I'm going to rob your house. See, it just feels a little bit harsh to me. Maybe we shouldn't be encouraging children to say hello to the fairies. Let them know this behaviour will not stand. All this doesn't really matter, though. I think it does. It's about the message these traditions send, isn't it, Janet? There are no fairies. I beg your pardon? There are no fairies. That's why I respond to the letters. If children grow up so fast these days, I think it's important to keep little bits of magic alive as long as possible, along with our cultural traditions on the island, which the fairy bridge has been for over half a century now. So you robbed people's houses? No, I... Well, that's all for today's Woman on Man. Cheers, Julian, you liar to Manx children. Tune in next week for next week's episode when I look at something else from the Isle of Wight Man and describe it to your sidehead sound absorbers. See ya! Dogs, often known as man's best pal, their bestie, BFF for life. But what happens when a dog is moody? You may have noticed that my voice is more echoey than usual. That's because I'm in a castle, the Eel Castle, haunted by a mythical black dog. I'm Penny Farthing and welcome to this week's bit spookier episode of Woman on Man as we look at the legend of the moody dog. Here we are at Pell Castle. For those of you who have not seen it, it looks like a castle. 
and in the castle with me sit Gertrude and Robert. Gertrude and Robert, who are you? Very well, thank you, Penny. No, no, who, who are you? I'm Robert Glass. This is Gertrude Strutt. We're the curators of Peel Castle. Robert, how long have you and Gert lived in Peel Castle? We don't. Would you say you're the king of the castle? No, I would not say that. Rob and I look after the castle as part of Manx National Heritage, dear. We don't live on site, though. And your dog? Why is it only man's best friend and not yours, Gertrude? That's just an expression. Gertrude, for those of you who can't tell, is a woman, not a man. Well, dear, when you say a canine is a man's best friend, you're not actually saying it's a specific man's best friend. We say it because dogs are traditionally loyal companions to all humans. Then, who is your best friend? Ooh, probably Robert here. <sighs> Why is it so moody, Robert? No, no, the dog, the moody dog. It's not the moody dog, lovely. It's called. Has the... it not had its bits taken off yet? Or maybe, maybe it has, and that's why it's moody. It's a more the do. A, a what? It's not a moody dog. It's a more the do. So it's not a dog. Did you actually do any research before coming here, Rob? We're on the radio. I know we're on the radio, Gertrude. I'm not saying shit or. F I'm just expecting a certain level of professionalism. Please, please don't say sh** or f again, Do you please. even know what the more the do is? Well, yes. What is it? A hound. That's right. Of the Baskervilles. Are you joking? Is she joking? Written by Sherlock Holmes. How about I just tell you the story now? Uh, we better get a move on too. We'll have to lock up and drop the keys off soon. Now, you get settled, Penny. I, sh I shall, Gertrude. Back in the days of King Charles II and Charles, Earl of Derby, was King of Man, Peel Castle was protected by legions of soldiers. The guardroom was just inside the entrance of the castle. Each night, one of the guards had to lock the castle gate and take the key to the captain, but to do this, he had to go down a long, dark passage alone. The guards would take turns doing this, as it was such an unfavourable task. Uh, do you need a hand, Penny? No, no, you're fine, Gertrude. I was just trying to open me crisps. Go on. In the evenings, once the gate was shut, the soldiers would gather by a fire in the guardroom to escape the dark gloom of the castle. These were long, bitterly cold nights. If you imagine these men would have had very little in the way of supplies to keep them warm, remember, too, that they only had candlelight to find their way by. In the dead of night... Shadows could easily transform to play frightening tricks on one's mind. In fact... Oh, we've fallen out of the bottom. Oh, for goodness sake, she's enough to drive you to drink. Oh, actually, now you mention it. Robert! What? It's water. I've got Revels too, if anyone wants one. Well, all that's left are the coffee and orange ones, because they're gross. So yeah, they're up for grabs. Shall we continue with the story? When the first sighting of the dog took place, people said it was... Oh, yeah, you carry on, Gertie. People said it was huge and black with a long, unkempt coat. No one knew who it belonged to or where it had come from. Did no one think to call the YMCA? I'm sorry? I'm assuming she's trying to say the MSPCA. Oh, no. 
It's a, a nice idea, and yes, of course, one would hope they would have been called today if a lost dog was spotted. But the MSPCA wasn't around in the times of Charles the Second. Can we get a move on, please? We're going to have to lock up soon. Really? He must have been around a while ago then. Quite long ago, yes. Like before Nokia thirty three tens. Yes, quite a way before Nokia thirty three tens. When? Around the mid sixteen hundreds. Whoa! So even before the thirty two ten too. Yes, even before the thirty two ten. Give me the keys, Gertrude. I'm going to lock up now. What about the Maury Do Ryan? Both those names are incorrect. There is no dog. Did you let him out? What? Who let the dog out? Who? 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 You know, like the song. Unbelievable. Now, where was I? Oh yes, no one knew how the dog got into the castle or where it had come from. The dog was a mystery. It would appear after dark, appearing in different parts of the castle. When the guards made a fire each night, the dog could be heard making its way down the dark passage and then silently lay by the fire. The guards were terrified and made no attempt to touch or rouse the beast. They said it had a supernatural presence about it. When the sun began to rise, the dog would disappear until the next evening. One night, after the dog had appeared, a drunken soldier boasted that he would take the key to the captain alone down the deep, dark passage, and that he was not afraid of any dog, mortal or supernatural. The others tried to stop him, but he grabbed the key and walked into the darkness of the foreboding passage, taunting the beast to follow him if he dared. Oh, sh- the other soldiers huddled together and watched in fear as the dog rose from in front of the fire and followed their drunken colleague into the darkness. Silence fell upon the castle. Is that the end? A few minutes passed. Then the deathliest screams came from the passage, but the others were too terrified to go and help. Shortly after, they heard footsteps staggering towards them. The drunken soldier fell through the door into the room. His face was white and twisted with fear. His eyes ablaze with terror. His mind destroyed. He didn't utter a single word from that moment on. He could not. Or would not tell of what had happened to him in that dark passage. Three days later, he died, taking the secret of his ordeal to the grave. After that night, the black dog disappeared, never to be seen again. Sorry, sorry, that's my text tone. I changed it to spooky mode, especially. Good story, Gertrude. You're giving me gooseberries. Well. Thank you, dear. I'm glad you liked it. Has anyone seen it since? There are rumours and whisperings from people who have claimed to have seen the silhouette of a big dog. What if it's just perspective, though, and really, it's just like a, a sausage dog? I don't think that's how perspective works. And what about the guard? He died in the castle, and no one knows. What happened to him? It is a mystery to this day. Poor guy. Sounds like he was just having a bit of banter, wasn't he? I mean, we've all had a few too many one time or another. Not all of us. Well, anyway, it's a lot better than that other dog myth. The Hound of the Baskervilles. Marley and me. Oh, I, I have not seen that. Oh, it's about Jennifer Anistead and Owen Wilson buying a dog. 
Okay. Then it dies. Oh. Yes, I, I haven't seen it. Ah! Was, that, was that you? No, that wasn't me, Penny. That could only have been Rob. Ah! Oh, oh, am I being pranked? Is this for the telly? Not that I'm aware of. Something's wrong. Maybe it's the do. Because nobody messes with the do. <laughs> Get it? Ace Ventura, pet detective. You reference pop culture quite a lot. I, I don't understand it. Oh, God, come on, we need to go and find him. All right, I've got to get going in like five minutes, though. I haven't had tea yet. Go ahead, dear. The exit is just down there. Rob was locking up by the main door. Oh, don't worry, Gert, I'll go first, then. Oh! Ryan! Robert? Robert! Keep going. Robert! Oh, oh my phone! I'll get the torch up, Gertrude. Gertrude? Gertrude, what are you looking at? Gertrude? Ryan? Robert. Penny! I know. You're all right! I know. I knew the screams were a prank. What screams? Yours! I wasn't screaming. Someone was. So you heard the screams? I see. The spirit... Of the drunken guard never left the castle. <laughs> Very funny. Goodbye, Benny. <laughs> Bye, Ryan. Wait, wait, what? It's Robert, for goodness sake. What? It's right. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just the same number of syllables in it as your neighbor. Christ's sake, you infernal woman. So, do, do we have to go out another way? I, I don't understand what's going on, Gertrude. Gertrude? The guard stays here with me. Oh, Gertrude, God, welcome back. The guard stays here with me. Gertrude, I don't know what's going on, but I'd quite like to leave now. The guard stays here with me. Stop it, please. You're frightening me. The guard stays here with me. The guard stays here with me. The guard stays here with me. <laughs> 